normally, the man sitting next to me when he's uh, heard on CBC Radio, Akash Maharaj, uh, normally when he's heard on this signal, he is uh, speaking as a prominent member of the Liberal Party. But this morning he is here to tell us about his other passion. It is called, yes, tent pegging. It has nothing to do with camping, but rather involves a horse and an assortment of spears, swords, and sabers. Mr. Maharaj is one of the leading tent peggers in this country, and he's getting set to represent Canada next month at the World Championship in Oman, where he'll be wearing not only the Canadian flag, but the logo of UNICEF as well, and where curling is as exotic to them as tent pegging is to us. He's here with me in the studio. Welcome. Hi, Akash. Hello. I have pictures in front of me. This really helps, but we need a thousand words to describe the, Describe tent pegging to us. It's probably the most outlander sport imaginable, but briefly it involves a, a mounted cavalier um, riding at a full gallop over a time course on the flat and over jumps using a sword and or a lance to smite a succession of targets and try not to kill himself or the horse in doing so. And I take it that has happened in the in the past. We're talking about sharp objects being thrown at high speed. Um, I'm not aware of any any fatalities in the recent past, right. but this is a sport that goes back 2,500 years. So there have probably been one or two in that period. Give us some history. Just tell us where it was played, how often it's played, and what it means. The culture of tent pegging. It is, um, though, to put it charitably, it has it has a modest following in Canada. It <laughs> it is a um, it's a sport. It's a headline sport in many countries that have cavalry cultures and. Um, in, in ancient um, uh, cavalry cultures, countries like um, the United Kingdom and, in, and India, uh, they draw thousands of people to stadiums mm -hmm. to watch it. Um, like an, any old discipline, its precise origins are the subject of debate and obscured by the mists of time, but it certainly emerged out of training exercises to de uh, develop uh, horse-mounted cavaliers' prowess with edged weapons. The, um, the most widely accepted theory about the birth of tank pegging is that it emerged in the Indian Empire as a training exercise, uh, a battle drill exercise, to prepare horse cavalry to charge and fell war elephants. Um, I've never actually stabbed an elephant in the feet, but I'm told that um, that is a very vulnerable part of an elephant. So if you have enough control over a saber and enough courage to actually charge an elephant, you can, if not bring him down, at least cause him to beat a hasty retreat. Mm -hmm. Edged instruments is the word you used. Yes. A saber is an alarming piece of machinery. I mean, this is what's used to cut heads off. So you're <laughs> yes. at full gallop, yes. and you've got a saber in your hand, yes. and you have to what? Plant it in a specific... What, what, what do you do with it? Well, there are a variety of targets. The most traditional one are ground targets. The term tent pegging comes from the use of tent pegs in cavalry encampments as a typical um, convenient target. Mm -hmm. But um, basically, you have to hit a target that's maybe only two or three centimeters wide, Two or three centimeters wide. Yes, and about five centimeters high. Or alternatively, to hit a um, or to thread your saber through a suspended ring, which may be only um, one centimeter wide. Now you're a leader in Canada. Do you have much competition for that distinction? <laughs> um, Are you the only person in Canada who does this? It's a very small group. Uh, when I competed to qualify for the uh, the international championships, I had to travel to Kentucky, and because this is a sport that's dominated by military cavaliers, the United States that has uh, a number of cavalry regiments still active with um, symbolic and ceremonial horse-mounted troops, feel a lot more people in this sport. So I, I took a, a couple of medals against all probability in Kentucky. Congratulations. Thank you. Is there any place in Canada where we've ever had a chance to witness tent pegging? Has it ever happened in Toronto? There actually will be uh, some Canada-wide games, I believe for the first time, in late May in Markham, Ontario. You're kidding. No, and that is going to, if, if what I've described sounds a little 
eccentric. The games that are being organized in Canada are um, extreme. They will actually involve uh, simulated explosions. And I'm not sure how anyone's going to deal with that, but we'll find out. But you'll compete? I will, yes. Oh, you must remind us in May. <laughs> I want to see this. This is fabulous. Finally, just instead of a corporate sponsor's logo, you're going to be wearing the UNICEF logo. Tell us why. Many of the countries where tent pegging is a headline sport have tragic histories with child exploitation and child labor. Um, children as young as four are often um, used as indentured um, camel jockeys. And I thought that, especially as a Canadian, it was more important to take this opportunity to ride for the cause of those children than to peddle sportswear or luxury goods. Mm -hmm. Are you a favorite uh, in Oman? I, I suspect that the competition I will face is much keener than anything I've had so far. <laughs> I so. And I will have to um, parry my deficit of skill with a, a, a surfeit of reckless abandon. You will let us know how you do. If I survive, yes. We will be... <laughs> We will be very attentive to your success there. And again in May, please remind us to return to this subject. I will. Thank you so much. Thank you. Good luck. Akash Maharaj will be representing Canada and UNICEF as well at the World Tent Pegging Championships that start March 2nd in Oman. If any of you have ever seen or done tent pegging yourselves, you can call us at 416-205-5807. And the perennial Google reference suggests you go to Google, go to images on Google, type in tent pegging, and you'll see if you've never before what this looks like.